I'm Michelle. I'm Chris. And I'm SP from the Starling Tribune. A podcast member of the Gonna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at gunnageek.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Digital Soup Podcast to sit back, relax, and have a listen. Here we go! Welcome to Digital Soup, the only podcast with a thinner plot line than the Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom trailer. (laughs) (laughs) That trailer does not look that good. It, uh, the the special effects and everything look great, but the yeah. whole premise of why they go back to the island, let those monstrosities die. They kill everybody in like a dozen movies, but let's go try to save them from a, a volcano, really? But yet again, the T-Rex saves the day. Yeah, and they give that away in the trailer. Like, uh, it's like, uh, why even watch the movie now? That's the exact same thing I thought. It's like, dude, that could have been like a big part of the movie. We're not a sports podcast. It was disappointing, but I'll say this. They had uh, some bad errors that they couldn't overcome. They lost a few key offensive lineman pieces, and in the end, they still almost came back and won after being in the hole that much. It's, let's oh, not kill them too much. I, I think they're just, just fine, and with the big injury to Carson Wentz up in Philly, things are looking good possibly for the Vikings entering the playoffs. That's well, nice. we should, yeah, we should definitely. I mean, do, we have the playoffs. Well, no, uh, who who had to lose uh, yesterday? The Packers had to lose, right? Packers and Lions had to lose, or Vikings had to win to lock the division. Okay, but uh, we're, we're still we still got it. We still got it. I know we got what three games left. We got it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Well, anyways, as always, we do have a great show planned for you today. Do we uh, always though? Yeah, you know, we do, and it usually turns out great too. I mean, we don't just plan it; we actually. Yes, uh, it does. What, what, what's the terminology? We actually um, execute. Execute it. Yeah, we mm. execute that to perfection. So we're the executioners. <laughs> yeah, we. Are. Ooh, I like that. I do. Let's change the name of the podcast. <laughs> the the three executions. With your first axe, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> this one's for Omega. <laughs> yeah, I heard she's a big fan of that intro. I'm I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah, it's nice. Nice. She, she doesn't doesn't love our our new intro. Uh, as much as we do, I think. I guess so. she wasn't a big fan of Saturday Night Live because you know yeah. it's paying homage to that, and it it makes us feel like we're actually on SNL. Yeah, I mean, she likes the music, it? from what I understand, just not a fan of the voice. Well, but I'm glad I wrote you, that. That's gonna... pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't. It's not it. your voice, at least. So. Yeah, it? <laughs> it could be. You never know. <laughs> well, we uh, like I said, we got a lot of great stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, first, uh, Google, they're doing a little bit of. Tube blocking on Amazon. You guys hear about that? <laughs> tube yeah. blocking. We've done a lot of blocking lately, so some tube blocking going on now. Uh, and this is crazy here. Nintendo is bringing Wii and GameCube games to the in- uh, NVIDIA Shield. You guys know what this is, right? The little uh, Android yep. tablet console streaming box thing. One caveat, though, it's only coming out in China. Uh, the games they're only releasing them in China for some reason. I don't know why. Save it for the uh, show, man. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, 
question. Do you have no idea what to get your favorite geek head for this Christmas? Mm. Well, hey, we got some suggestions, don't we, guys? Absolutely. Time's running out, too, so this is uh, right in the nick of time to make sure your favorite geek is happy and thrilled with uh, what they open on Christmas there. So So today's show really is the big, super geeky gift guide. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, absolutely. But first, let's before we get on any of that fun stuff here, uh, Dave, you got a riddle? <laughs> yeah, before we have fun, let's have <laughs> yeah, before Dave. Before we talk. have fun, yeah. we got to put Feeling up with the love, Dave, guys. Classic Feeling the Dave. love. Yeah, we have a riddle from last week. Did we get anyone guessing last week? No, I didn't get anything in. Okay, so uh, the and riddle I last did check. I did check, okay. which I'm going to get into here in a second. But right? Yeah. And last uh, last week, the riddle then was in a foot race. Jerry was neither first nor last. Janet beat Jerry. Jerry beat Pat. Charlie was neither first nor last. Charlie beat Rachel. Pat beat Charlie. So who finished last? That was the question. Do you guys know? Did you figure this out? I never attempted it. I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, I laid it out there. It should be Rachel. You are correct. Rachel Ooh, was from the, friends? Big, <laughs> yep. the big loser of the race. Yep. <laughs> As always. <laughs> also my wife's name so that's oh great. no well <laughs> she did marry you no, i'm kidding oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well married adam wouldn't make her a winner definitely <laughs> <laughs> winner winner oh i gotta make him another dinner oh man so many comments to make right now and i'm just yeah. keeping my mouth shut no <laughs> no but before you do get into the new riddle here, uh, Dave, I just got to, you know, I want to apologize to one of our listeners here, uh, a Mr. Ethan Park. He did send in an answer to the previous week's riddle, and yep. he was correct. Uh, the one that the answer was 1155. Yeah. Um, I somehow missed it amongst all my spam in my email. I need to talk to, uh, you know, the guy that handles the email to see if he could filter out some of this, you know, spam that keeps coming in here. I have to get his phone number or email or something. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, Ethan, you were correct, and I do apologize that we did not uh, mention that during the show. Uh, I'm going to now go, and I'm going to eat 15 squirrels for failing you. How's that sound? Whoa. 15 kind of a, squirrels. Kind of a weird punishment for yourself. Well, I, you know, 14 squirrels I'm still happy with, but that 15th, you know, <laughs> it, it, it will put me over the edge. So, you know, I have to do that for Ethan. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're ridiculous. No. All right, we got a new riddle. We do. Speaking of eating things in the holiday season, um, we've got a riddle about some food. So Tabitha likes cookies but not cake. She likes mutton but not lamb, and she likes okra but not squash. Following the same rule, will she like cherries or pears? Squirrels. Yeah, squirrels, unfortunately, not on the list. I believe she would like them, though. Mm, possibly following the same rule she'll like squirrels yeah mm-hmm. she likes cookies squirrels uh, mutton, or chipmunks okra and rodents <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah fits fits to me so um so yeah that is the riddle she likes cookies but not cake mutton but not lamb okra but not squash will she like cherries or pears and these riddles again I do want to just uh, give a shout out this was a good friend of the show captain Poland had sent in uh, a handful of good stump the soup questions. So, listeners, Ooh, if you have, yeah, if you have any of those stump the soup questions or riddles for us, we'd love to hear them. And so, go ahead and send those in to Jason at digitalsouppodcast dot com, and we will uh, get them in a future episode if we get any of those in. So, 
And please, please send in some answers. I really love seeing the answers instead of all that spam. Yeah, it does make it a lot of fun. You know, yeah. we we, we do spam. love seeing uh, <laughs> listener feedback on those. Now, before we dive into the show proper, we do want to take a second and remind you guys that we still... <laughs> We uh, we still have our huge Windscribe giveaway going where we are giving away not one but two subscriptions to the Windscribe VPN service. One of them will be a full lifetime subscription. The other one will be a full annual subscription. Yeah. All you have to do to enter is head over to digitalsouppodcast.com, which we've got linked up both here in the show notes, on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else. We have the post pinned right to the top of the page. Uh, click that post. Scroll down, you'll see a very simple uh, entry form, contact form there, in which you basically jot a few notes, tell us what you carry with you, snap a photo of that, which is very important, attach that to the message and send it in. And basically what we're going to do, all entries need to be received by December 31st, which is coming up quick. And we're going to put everything into a random number generator, and we're going to pull out two winners. So um, we'll be announcing those on the January 2nd episode, I believe was the date, and should be uh, kicking off the new year by giving uh, a couple of our great super friends some awesome uh, new subscriptions to the Windscribe VPN service. So make sure, get yourself entered, share it out with friends, family, anyone else you think that could uh, benefit from the uh, awesome services from the folks over at Windscribe. So, Jason, why don't we, now that the housekeeping part of things is done, let's get into it. All right. Well, the first thing I want to start out by saying, uh, and we don't need to cover this in depth, of course, it's just a little update here. I got another email from Atari Box. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Uh, they're going to start taking pre-orders this Wednesday on the 14th. There's still no release date listed in the email, but they're going to take your money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, they're taking our money, but have they said what that money is going to actually get you? Or are we still up in the air as far as it being possibly retro games, possibly some new stuff? We don't really know much other than I know we got to look at the design of it, but... Yeah, there's not a whole whole lot of new information. I believe in one of the previous emails we'd received, it did say there was going to be some new original content. It's not all going to be retro stuff. So we do have that to look forward to. Price-wise, there was just speculation. I think... Uh, speculation. Yeah. <laughs> I think something had said somewhere around the 250 mark, uh, 200, 250 mark, if I am uh, remembering correctly. But okay. I could be wrong on that. But uh, exciting news. Uh, you know, if anybody, any of our listeners decide to uh, pre-order this, uh, pre-order it and let us know uh, what type of uh, feedback you got, what kind of information. I'm sure they're going to send you something saying yeah. possibly when it's going to be released, what's going to be included. We'd love to hear that. If I had some money just lying around, I might do that. But, you know, Well, what we'd also love is if any listeners are going to pre-order that, just pre-order a second one and uh, contact Jason. He'll have you ship it right out to him so he can do a full breakdown and review. Yeah. for Digital Soup Podcast over on our YouTube channel. I mean, that's fair. Atari Box Breakdown. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of... I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is all about. Yeah. Me too. I don't know. It's just the nostalgia of Atari. It mm-hmm. looks cool. I don't know. I'm interested. It might be hmm. cool. Yeah, cool. it could be. Could cool. be. All right, just waiting for the master of the segue. Tell you what it won't do, though. It's not going to block your tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I you know something? In a while, I, I'm going to do my favorite activity and seg block you. 
<laughs> oh, I knew been, it was coming. I've been waiting That's for it. it. Now. As soon as I was really Done. hoping that Jason would play that drop because I kid you not, I just had to tell you guys this, and I've been sitting on it for like a week and a half, but we haven't <laughs> heard the sound drop. I listened to a an NFL podcast called Around the NFL. Um, put mm-hmm. out by the NFL Network, but they have been using that same, like, uh, everything except for the splat at the end. Yeah. They had an episode a couple weeks ago, and they were using that exact same sound drop, and I was laughing so hard and, and thinking to myself, <laughs> you guys are just ripping off Digital Soup. I was going to write them and tell them, but I figured, well, this is the NFL. They probably... Uh, <laughs> aren't going to take time to respond to that or listen to us. Well, but anyways. I, got some, I got some bad news for you, though, Dave. That is not uh, you know, our original well, content. That is I know a it. very famous scream called the Howie Scream. I know it, but I thought you know we use it here all the time. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. They uh, had to have heard it here, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't uh, heard it show Definitely. up on any other recent podcast, so you know, I figured it was just funny to me. So The splat does make it, though. That is the... Yeah. You know the the that's the Phenomenal. punctuation. That is the uh, what do you call it? Uh, that is the punch to the face. The punch pun- to the face. So punctuation equates to punch to the face for you. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll remember that next time we Sweet. see each other. <laughs> and speaking of somebody who needs a punch to the face, what's Google thinking blocking Amazon from using YouTube? Now wait a minute. Before I let you segue to that, <laughs> my name's Dave. <laughs> Uh, I promise I'll try not to do it the rest of the episode. Don't make me I'll... call Chris Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there goes my hero. Yeah, Chris is what my hero. Girl. That's right. He is you know what? Chris Farrell actually he's he is my hero. I'm not even joking. Um there was just one time at this true story quick about Band Chris camp? Farrell. No, this one time though where Chris Farrell he was out saw a bunch of kids playing around younger kids and he mm-hmm. felt like giving them something so he went and gave them a box of watches and um those kids are now known as the power rangers oh that that's how awesome chris <laughs> farrell is he wow. is he is chris hero farrell in fact if you're on twitter make sure tell us all about why chris farrell from the official Gonna Geek podcast, the all things good and nerdy podcast and i think starling tribune tell us all about why he is a hero to you, and make sure and tag it with hashtag Chris Hero Farrell, F-E-R-R-E-L-L, and uh, make sure that's going. You'll see some uh, links to that as well right in our Twitter, so join that conversation because he's the man. He is. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right, so okay. uh, you want to try a third segue there, Adam? No, I'm giving up. <laughs> unlike uh, unlike my segues, Google's blocking YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what well, that segue just sucked. I'm all I'm running off. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Your first one was awesome, then Dave interrupted you. I'm sorry. It was. It was. Nah. <laughs> I, I apologize. Sorry, so, not sorry. Google apparently is blocking YouTube on the Amazon Echo and Fire TV devices. Yeah. So it sounds like they want a partnership with Amazon to allow uh sales of Google products on the shopping super site. And so far, Amazon has declined. So now Amazon's missing YouTube. And in the end, it's just consumers losing out. Yeah. This is according to our copy on our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but in actuality, the the, uh, the article comes from Engadget, where they've been talking about the uh, the Google and Amazon battle a little bit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Fight! Go, go! <laughs> man, two superpowers going at it. This is just like uh, 
Pacific Rim all over again. Yeah. Using a, using these two giants. Just um, think, in, instead of Wonder Twins activate, it'll be like, okay, Google, and Alexa will power up by just saying, Alexa, power up. <laughs> Look at each other in an endless loop. Yeah. Hey, like, can, now, one update here. Amazon has responded on, on all this, and um, they're pointing to unfair nature of Google effectively blocking access to YouTube website based on the type of device being used to access it. So they're saying Google's setting a disappointing precedent by selectively blocking customer access to an open website. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I was confused about this. I thought that Google was just not allowing uh, any Amazon device to have a YouTube app. But they're literally, if, if they're looking and if they see any ID tag coming from an Amazon device, it blocks it? No, no, no. You're, you're right in the first first uh, assumption it's, there. Okay. It is the app. It's blocking okay. the app. And, and Amazon, in the meantime, what they're doing as a workaround is basically pointing customers to the standard web view uh, YouTube website. And, you know, the, the other weird thing is these articles, and, and I, I've looked for a little bit of uh, – more expansive research on this and haven't found a ton other than what we've you know read here and talked about on Engadget. But it's weird because it all says that they're blocking it on the Echo Show and Fire TV devices. I have not found anywhere saying that it, it's blocking anything on like the Kindle Fire devices. Yeah, it's not. Uh, we have a lot of Kindle Fires in the house and they all have YouTube uh, apps. Right, so and that's that's kind of weird to me. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's... To me, it seems like one of these things that's just, you know, enough of this, you two, just stop and get along because I don't know. I mean, think Google, what they want Amazon to do is carry, what, Chromecast, um, Google Prime. Home, etc. But, you know, Google, they also block Prime Video um, on their Google Cast devices for their users. So Amazon, you know... They're they're getting blocked with with Google's product and Google's blocking Amazon's product. So I mean, I don't know. It, That's <laughs> why I've got a Roku. Yep. yep. Hey, uh, can I though give a little uh, good information to all those Fire TV owners that'll be getting yeah. you know Fire TVs for Christmas? Yeah. Why don't you just give a little bit? Uh, I'm gonna give a little bit. Give a little bit. <laughs> give a little bit. Advice to those owners. Here it is: the Fire TV stick runs on a very Amazon-covered version of Android. Right. What that means is you can actually sideload regular Google apps onto it. All you have to do is download the um, the APK for, you know, whatever Google, you know, if they're, I don't know, are they just blocking YouTube or are they blocking any other Google stuff from it? But we'll just go with YouTube. Yeah. You just download the YouTube APK, sideload it onto it. I've, I have three Fire TV uh, sticks in the house, and I've done this on all of them. It's 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 fairly simple procedure. You can just Google it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I gotta <laughs> Google how to put Google on my Fire TV stick. But yes, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> Google it, and uh, it's it's a, a fairly easy process, and you'll have it right up on there again. Perfect. So don't be crying there. Funny thing is, Jason's got three Fire TV sticks in his house, but mm -hmm. he's only got one TV. Yeah. Well, I have. I also have three Roku's, so I have six streaming devices hooked to one TV. <laughs> man, overkill what? much? It's a joke, Adam. Oh, come on. Oh, man. He's like, seriously? He's this, about to, he's just throwing his keyboard in. Are you out of your mind? Why am I on a tech podcast with this? Yeah, listen to this a-hole. 
<laughs> hey, you know what's not get you know what's not blocking YouTube? No. Apple. Yeah. They've really revealed their top 20 most downloaded apps of 2017. Mm-hmm. YouTube is the number 3 most downloaded app. Number yeah. 1 is boobs. No, number one, false. Stupidly enough, is Bitmoji, which we all use. You say stupidly enough, but yep. all three of us this use is so it. dumb. It's awesome. It, I'm gonna put the picture of myself bust, you know, opening champagne and having it go over in an arch. Onto yeah, my, I, I've got to say though, I, I did add it to my phone because you guys were using it, and I'll, every now and then I'll throw you something. But be honest, when was the last time I sent you guys anything with a Bitmoji on it? Well, it yeah, Adam does it the most. Um, but <laughs> what you're saying here, Dave, is you're a follower, not a leader. Um, you, you succumb to peer pressure. No, That's I'm, what I'm hearing. I like to think of it more as I need to just do some research and find out what's actually going on with this this app. That's all I did. A little <laughs> yeah. research, because I know my kids probably want to use it eventually. A little reconnaissance. And, yeah, I should probably check <laughs> it out, find out what's going on. No, there, there's uh, some some pretty obvious choices on this list of the the 20 most downloaded apps of 2017. Um, you know, YouTube, Snapchat, uh, of course, Messenger and Facebook because Facebook can't uh, let you use Messenger without having a separate app. That's enormous. Um, Instagram, <laughs> Netflix, Spotify, Amazon, of course. But, um, you There's know, not a lot of surprising ones on here. What yeah, is no. Wish, though? I'm not familiar with Wish. Yeah, I don't know what the Wish app is. I think is. That's, a, that's a shopping app. Um, Waze, but, that's a that's a Maps app, isn't it? Like GPS, Waze. What is? Waze, uh, W-A-Z-E. Yeah, I don't know. But what I was, was going to say here is what is surprising, though, is that Facebook is number six. I would have naturally assumed Facebook was number one because it does. It's, it seems like everybody uses it. So... Bitmoji beating it is like more people use Bitmoji than Facebook. Well, here's that the thing. seems a little strange to it's me. It's because of Snapchat. No, remember this though. This is saying it's a list of the top twenty most downloaded apps. Yeah. Which, if you think about Facebook being down at number six, actually, when you really think about it, it's surprising a lot of these are on this list because these are all very popular apps that probably most people already have on their phone. So, you know, for Facebook as an example, and maybe I'm thinking incorrectly about this, but Facebook being down at number six isn't too surprising to me because, like you said, everybody's using it all the time, which means they probably had it downloaded for the last two or three years, you know, and they're not having to re-download oh, okay. Facebook I see, all the time. I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is but, just of 2017 out of all time. Right? Yeah. Now, here's – but Bitmoji is – they've had a 5,000% growth. Yeah, starting in December 2016, they are owned by Snapchat. This yep. app is owned by Snapchat, and so they've seen this explosive growth over the last year. Right, and that is incredible. They actually have uh, 1.2 million downloads in February of 2016. This is last oh. year, um, before it was acquired. Yeah, and it's people just love using it with their Snapchat. So right, right. Yeah. Now, uh, what is kind of surprising here, what was the most popular gaming app downloaded in 2017? Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did. Super Mario Run. Yeah. I can tell you that I was not part of those because I never did download it. I actually did, and I actually purchased the full version for $10. I guess I'm weird. Here, look at these other games, though. What I mean, Super Mario Run from Nintendo makes sense. Most popular game. Now, 
How many games have we talked about, even on this show, and let alone some of the real popular, um, you know, iOS games that are out there? Number two is a pool simulation called Eight Ball Pool. Who is playing pool simulation games I, anymore? <laughs> I actually played that for a good year. Huh? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, you play against real people, so it, it was actually shut it. It was actually Where's, kind of fun. Where are you guys seeing this list? It's you just down, gotta scroll down. Scroll it's down in the, the paragraphs. Yeah, scroll down in the Mashable article that we're referencing here. But a um, okay. couple of the other games. Uh, oh. Number three is Snake versus Block. Thankfully, they've got a comma there because the next game at number four is simply called Balls with a Z. And uh, finally, Word Cookies. So Snake versus Block Balls and Word Cookies. Hold on now. Tell me a little bit more about Balls. Yeah, Balls. I I don't know what Balls is. All I have in this world. world, I can't wait to have all the audio chopped up from this episode. Oh, man. Oh, hey, guys. All I have in this world, Balls in my Word Cookies. Balls. In my word cookies. Oh, word cookies. Look at this. Paid games, though. Ellen DeGeneres comes in most popular third year in a row with her heads up game. Uh, is that is that really was that invented by her? I don't know. It just I, says I it. Ellen DeGeneres is heads up. She's probably just the she paid for. You know, she didn't develop. It's actually it, a really fun game. Yeah, we own it too. Yeah, we play. I don't know because it's it so is. easy for kids to play. I'll be honest. I it's, don't. I don't play many games on my phone. No, no, no. Well, uh, we have it the real world, physical, put it on your head and play it game. Oh. N- not the phone game. Are you seeing your text messages? Adam's sending us bitmojis as we talk. Oh, is he? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I just happened to notice, yeah. No. Um, is, it, I, is there is there any way we could put that on our stream? What? <laughs> Those bitmojis? I have no idea, but... Looking, looking okay, at Adam. <laughs> looking at my phone, I've got three games on it right now, um, none of which really get played much anymore. I've got I tried out the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, eh, not not Pocket a huge fan. Camp? Yeah, they're new. The new Animal Crossing we talked about. Well, a couple Jason, didn't you play back. Pocket Pool? Yeah, that's what that's what <laughs> it was. It. Eight Ball Pocket Pool. I, I heard it was a, a bunch of dudes getting together. Playing against each I got other. One hand in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got the uh, the Stranger Things game we uh, talked about a while back. And is that then, fun? I I enjoy it. It's it's maybe fun. I'll I, install that. I just I never it a little think bit, about, but I uninstalled it because it yeah. wasn't. I I didn't mind it. It's it's the perfect kind of game for the once every three months when I decide I'm going to play a game on my phone. And I, I just gonna, I don't play it. We're going to get to uh, shorter games that are time crunchers. Yeah, something good right up here. my alley, right? Before we do that, though, let's talk about the uh, Nintendo and NVIDIA. Jason, why don't you take this one? All right, I'll take this right out the door. Wait wait a minute. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now quickly here, uh, everybody knows what the NVIDIA Shield is. Um, like I said no, before. No, we don't. An, Go ahead and tell us what it's, it is. It's an Android tablet console type thing um, where you hook it up to your TV and uh, you, you could play any of... Android games on your big screen, or you can uh, stream games from, uh, I believe it's just from the PC, you can stream any game that you might have on your PC, you connect it and stream it to your TV, so you could like sit in your living room and play your PC games on your TV. It's kind of an inter- cool. interesting little thing, but I've, uh, you know, I, I never purchased one here, but here's the thing, if you pick up a Chinese Shield today, an NVIDIA Shield today in China, you will be able to play... New Super Mario Brothers Wii, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, and Punch-Out! Um, right in 1080p on your screen. 
each of these games costs about 10 bucks, and they have some more that are coming out. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy was announced. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool and everything, and Nintendo, had, for the longest time, every one of their games has been locked to a Nintendo system. Things are changing. I mean, we now see a lot of different Nintendo games on, uh, you know, iOS and Android, as we've talked about before. Now, uh, but those were more like classic or made just for that system. But here we're seeing Wii games, GameCube games on, uh, you know, a, well, it's a Chinese system, but it's on a, a system other than Nintendo. What's Nintendo doing? Are they trying to become Sega? Hmm. Interesting. It is a little interesting, and it's a little upsetting that it's in China, too. I mean, why? You know, Chinese, they, they pirate everything. Why are we giving them something like this? <laughs> in America, we pay for everything. America. America. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I saw, I saw that headline, so I just thought we could mention that here real fast. If anybody has a Chinese uh, NVIDIA Shield, uh, go ahead and uh, pick up these games. I, I wonder, now. though, if that'll make its way over here. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't. Hey, Dave, why don't you, uh, right now, why don't you just uh, give a prediction? Is it going to show up over here or not? Hmm. Come on, Dave, come on. Feet to the fire, I say uh, no. No, <laughs> what a cop. What? Oh, okay, no. <laughs> I, I, I say no because my my biggest question about this is, is the NVIDIA Shield popular here in the U.S.? It's, or, or is it, it possible... It's a very how do you pronounce this word? I always said uh I believe it's niche. Yeah. Is is that how you pronounce it? I don't it's, know. It's, I got yelled it, at on Shutter Time last time I was on because I said it wrong. So Okay. It's very I niche. Said niche. Yeah. Niche? Niche. Niche. I think it's niche, <laughs> niche. Whatever. Uh, whatever it is, uh, you know what we're talking That's about. How I pronounce yeah, it's, it. it's yeah, it's it's not a very big uh, you know, a market out there for it, you know. Everybody yeah. wants either, you know, a regular console or not. It's it's just, uh, yeah, it's a little niche. I, I just wonder though if maybe that's part of the reason we're seeing some of this show up over there is because maybe they're more popular over there and there's not as much of a push over here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for it. So over there, they know they're going to make some money with it, and um, you know, whereas here it might be just kind of a eh, people look at it and say whatever. I mean, because yep. you can find a Wii a dime a dozen here, and, and people are dumping those left and right constantly anyways. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's a huge market for people searching for these games as it is. Yeah, I I, I think you, had, you brought, brought up a good point there, Jason. Piracy. And Nintendo has never been, you know, they've always been pretty staunch about piracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe yeah. this is something they're trying to do to help uh, alleviate that over there. I don't know. Give you some games for ten bucks. Yeah, true. Who knows? True that. Hey, speaking of games, though, guys. Yeah. I um, echoed that we were going to talk about this a little earlier. Shorter games for time crunched gamers. Yeah, that's me. It's kind of a cool article here on Game Informer um, that one of you guys added here. You and said that wrong. Game Informer. Um, <laughs> it's a little little guy. <laughs> that's I think. Incorrect. It, I know. Can we get snow on the show here to really do? This? Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I wonder if he's on Fiverr and he just record that little clip for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but here we have a list of great games for those. Well, he's not doing anything that, else. That, he could be on Fiverr. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of games here that uh, you don't need to invest a ton of your time in. Right. Um, 
So let's talk about this for a couple of minutes before we get into the, our big geeky gift guide. Right. Uh, there's some pretty cool games on here. What do you mm-hmm. guys think of this list? I, I myself, I love it because that's my biggest problem right now is I grew up gaming, you know, with the original NES through the Super Nintendo, PlayStation, all of that. And, you know, even when we were younger, we used to hang out and just play games nonstop. And now I, I just don't have the time to sit down and dedicate the hours that most of these games require. So you end up playing maybe a half to a third of a game before you run out of time. And then by the time you can get back to it, you're kind of like, Ugh, forgot what's even going on. I guess I'll have to start over or try something else for a while. Life just keeps getting in the way of gaming. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't, uh, life, I wouldn't trade uh, it. Finds a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that you know I, I wish anything was different because honestly, the stuff I choose to do with my time now, I, I find much more rewarding than sitting in front of a TV playing games for multiple hours on end like I used to. But you know, things have things have taken priority between family and photography and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, even the show here, the the podcast, but I do love gaming still. So some of these look pretty interesting to me. Hey, before we cover some of these games, I just thought of something here. We are going to be one of the first generations that really grew up with gaming hard. Mm-hmm. Are we going to game in our retirement when all of our children are <laughs> off? Yes. They have their own lives. We're retired instead of like our parents, the, the, they'll be in the garden all day or sitting and watching TV. Are we going to be playing games? Some of us might. It'd be like, yeah. yeah. Man, I really miss the PS5 days. Nursing homes, you go into assisted living <laughs> assisted living facilities and nursing homes and it's all like one of the requirements. It's not like do I have to clean my room like you hear those commercials, uh, can I hang up my own artwork and it's like no, is there a PS26 and an Xbox One X One X XO? I like to go feed the ducks. Feed yeah. the geese and then kill everybody on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're calling you're, those guys. <laughs> they'll still be punching your... Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you, you're calling your great grandchild and like, could you get me Grand Theft Auto 15? Yeah, uh, these <laughs> kids today in these online <laughs> leagues. Oh, I hate loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's just BS. <laughs> you're gonna walk into your your great. <laughs> Your great grandkids are going to walk into the nursing home. You're going to be in there with a the headset on, like, no, you you suck my ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Playing some eight year old yeah, yelling exactly. at him. So yeah. sorry, everybody, for that yeah. one. But your retro <laughs> gaming, you'll be playing like, you know, the the PS Five or something. You yeah. know, at that point, I remember back Fall in mold. these days. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Atari yeah. box will still be waiting for that to come up. <laughs> no, no, I'm on the list. Pretty soon we can get our hands on that NES mini classic. They said they got more on the way. <laughs> we pre-ordered it 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just I, got I bet, finally though. leveled up in Battlefront 2. Thanks, EA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you would still I be playing Vader. Battlefront 2. <laughs> I'm almost ready to unlock Vader. Yeah, just like you said. <laughs> Here's my 80 box. Oh, this net neutrality didn't work out. I told them I wouldn't pay for this game. I'd do it on my own. <laughs> oh, and I man. did it. <laughs> hey, that, I, just thought, I just thought of a new show premise. You guys just brought it up here. We do. We did a retro episode, nineteen eighty five. Oh, we might have to go to the future in a future episode. Mm, well, of course we would go to a future in a future episode, but you know what I mean. Far in the future. Yeah. yeah. 
We could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. We could be making up all kinds of tech and stuff. But back to your story here. Yeah, some of these games look pretty cool. Uh, when I just read the title, I thought it was going to be like some really, you know, crap graphics, little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hand-drawn, single-person made-the-game, yeah. you know, little puzzle game or something. But, no, these are full-fledged games that you can actually finish in two to six hours. Yeah, yeah. It looks like some of the longest ones on here might be eight, around nine eight, nine hours, yeah. eight hours. But... but- you compare that to like a game like Fallout 4. Skyrim, oh, yeah. or some of these where it's yeah. like, oh, I better Skyrim. <laughs> I got 117 yeah. hours in this one. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. The one thing that makes me really curious, I need to look at some of these. So what I'm going to do, because um, I'm sure we'll pick one or two out of here that look interesting. I'm just going to blast through the names of these real quick. You do um, that, buddy. Yeah, we've been talking we'll... about the list. We haven't even gotten Yeah, you guys, you <laughs> guys Jeez, let me Stephen know. Once, once we get through the list, let me know uh, what one's jumped out at you. But, um... Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me that derailed this conversation. Nope. No, it was uh, future Adam playing games and yelling about eight-year-olds. No. Yeah, but it was a good bet. We needed it. It was. It was. So, anyways, <laughs> the games on this list that they've chosen from Game Informer, the 10 under 10. Uh, you best... said that wrong, Dave. Uh, I don't I don't have that, we Adam. Ha- no, we've already established that we Just cannot let him get to the list. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2, Night in the Woods, Tacoma, uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. That's surprising there's an Uncharted game on there, but... Um, Battle Chef Brigade, Hellblades, and I'm not how to, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Sinwa's Sacrifice, uh, Observer, Little Nightmares, and something called Everything. So out of this list, I mean, you're looking at a couple: the the Night in the Woods game, um, the other Battle Chef Brigade. To me, those kind of look like almost mobile games when you look at the style that they're in, you know, graphically and things like that. Yeah. But um, you know, puzzler games, you know, different things like that. This this first one on the list, What Remains of Edith Finch, this is a, a kind of interesting sounding premise where it's a narrative focus experience. Um, you follow a young woman named Edith as she explores her family's home. And through the storytelling in the game, you actually see the world through the eyes of different versions of her throughout the years. Um, you know, and kind of follow it and see the fate that awaits them. So kind of an interesting story-based, something you don't see a lot of, you know, in today's gaming. It's all about the multiplayer. So, you know, really cool. But what what jumped out on this list at you guys? Uh, to me, I was looking at that one that says Little Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, there's a lot of horror games full of jump scares and everything. I have not played this, but it it looks pretty interesting. You're kind of this little character. You're You're small. Yeah. So like it's like you're it kind of reminded me of the um what's that game on Little Big Planet? 3. Yeah, it reminded me of Little Big Planet in a little in some Big ways. Little Planet, Little But it's full of like weird creepy imagery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it says there's no real jump scares, but it's unsettling and very frightening. So. Yeah, they say not gory. Yeah. So unsettling, non-gory imagery. And that comes in at 4 hours, you know. Yeah, there's. I think that um, what remains of Edith looks pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So. I th- for me, the Uncharted probably because I really enjoyed uh, the Uncharted that I played on the PS3. So yeah, I, Uncharted is a good series. Um, this one, as far as straight up, you know, brutal violence, if if you're into that kind of thing, this Hellblade game, uh, ancient warrior struggling with psychosis. Um, you're never sure of your surroundings. First thing I thought of was in the Wasn't original. Wasn't he a wrestler? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was the Lucha Libre. Um, Didn't the yeah, guy from right. uh, 
Stranger Things just become Hel- the new Hellblade? No, Hellboy. David Hellblade. Oh. <laughs> yeah. okay. No, Hellblade, though, but when no, they say Wesley this... Snipes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's regular I heard... Blade. So. Yeah, that's regular Daywalker. No, um, when they said this part about, you know, she's struggling with psychosis or this warrior is struggling with psychosis, so you're never sure of your surroundings. Do you guys remember in the original Max Payne um, that came out when he... Yeah. There was that one or two levels where he gets... The drug-induced? The, the drug-induced levels oh, where things yeah. were just... it was hard. Yeah, man. very difficult, but super, you know, crazy. You know, really not sure what the heck was going on. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering if there's stuff like that in here. Remember guess, the very first Silent Hill? That was like... Oh, that yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, with this Hellblade, the other thing that their description makes this me wonder... This is not the 1985 episode, Dave. For sure you can't use it. I, I, I still talk like I'm from the 80s. That's a problem. <laughs> but, no, they say that sound design and, and uh, visual tricks really actually do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as, um, you know, giving you a feeling of fear and uncertainty through things. So they really... Um, I guess this game kind of confronts some issues related to mental health. Could be an interesting game, but... Okay. Um, I would say check out the list. We're going to have this in our show notes. Check out the article. You can see links to these games. You can read some of the reviews and yeah. uh, give them a shot. I mean, if you if you don't want to invest a lot of time, there's a great list there. Another great list that we're looking forward to talking about. Hey, 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 Adam, Adam. It <laughs> wasn't me. Is going to come no. after Jason says whatever he's no. going to say. Yep. Before we get to the main topic of this episode, uh, there's just a little something that we probably need to do. And uh, I I reached out to uh, some of nice. our Gonna Geek friends, some of our, uh, uh, not going to say co-hosts, but co-shows out there. And I said, hey guys, can you help me out with a Digital Soup quiz show, Gonna Geek Edition? Oh. And boy, did they. So, what we're going to do here today is we're going to do the little quiz show, but it's going to be Gunna Geek Personalities Asking Adam and Dave Trivia Questions. And uh, they're they're going to give you the question, and then they're going to give you the answer at the end, and we're going to see if you guys get them. You're going to get one point if you get it incorrect. And uh, there's about, uh, I think, nine questions here, nine or ten questions. So uh, what I'm going to have you two do, if you take a look at your screens, I am going to be popping you up where you're going to put your answers here. All right. And we're going to have just a ball here because these guys came up with some great questions. Mm. So the very first thing I'm going to tell you, though, before we go any farther, is there is absolutely no Googling, no AltaVistating, no Yahooing, no nothing. This has to come from your brains and your brains only, all right? Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Wait a minute, though. Put your hand. Okay, so I got it. I was looking right. on which screen. I've got three screens in front of me. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't sure which one. Messenger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got so it. I'll be answering this on my phone. Go ahead. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, if you guys are ready, we could go ahead and begin. Let me uh, crank this music down a little bit. Let's do it. All right. That's perfect. All right. So here we go with the first question. It is from Anthony. This is Anthony Bachman from All Things Good and Nerdy, and I've got a question for you. Not just a question, but a two-part question from the halcyon days of Nintendo Power. Part one. There was a tip in Nintendo Power that if you were to push the right directional button on the second player controller, what would this cause Mega Man to do in Mega Man 2? All right. Did you guys understand that? Yep. So he wants to know what 
what entering the code will cause him to do. Yeah, what would cause what would that cause Mega Man to do? Gosh. When you pushed, what did you say, right on the second controller? Hmm. I'm not hearing any typing, am I? Um. Okay, my, my answer's in. Yep, I, Adam is in, and Dave is in. All right, let's go ahead and find out what the correct answer is. So dun, I said da, the answers. Part one, if you pressed right on the D-pad on the second player controller on Mega Man 2, it caused Mega Man to super jump. You oh. could jump the entire height of the screen in-game. That's right. Super jump. So uh, both Dave and Adam are incorrect. Uh, Dave said become invincible, which would have been awesome. I was thinking star power like Mario, but yeah. Yep. Yep. But what I'm going to do here is... And I said spin, by the way. And and Adam said spin. But here, Anthony has two questions. He has a follow-up question on it. And it's kind of interesting here because of uh, one of the answers you guys gave. So let's go ahead and do the follow-up question. Part two. How did I use that information to figure out how to make Mega Man invincible in that game? Oh. So he would basically... Oh, i got to type it in, I suppose, huh? Yeah. I'm out. Here I am, just answering. You know, it is an audio show. I figured I'd give an audio answer. <laughs> um, Adam's in. Yep. Ba ba ba. All right, they're both in, and uh, I'm going to say both of you have the same answer. So I'm going to go ahead and play what the correct answer is because you're both wrong. Part two, getting that trick, I found out that if while Super Jump was turned on, Mega Man jumped into a hole, you died, but you didn't actually die. If you kept the character moving left and right, the hole had a bottom to it, and after your health bar went away and it appeared you had died, you could jump back out. You could then go through the rest of the level unkillable with oh. no gun. But once you got to the boss, you could use the other boss's guns to kill that boss and therefore go through the rest of the game without ever having to worry about dying. Nice. And FYI, Dude. this was a trick that I sent back into Nintendo Power and received my agent number 0004. Nice. nice. <laughs> cool. Well done, Bob. Well, I had All said right. I had said jump past enemies. We probably want we probably want to give our answers before we yeah. I I, um, I had just said I, I was thinking just you know once you activated that you just kept mashing that button so it, it kept you basically hovering over the top of everything. So yeah, that's what that's what Adam basically said too. Yeah. So you both are on the same wavelength. Uh, there. We just instead I, of you know I, I've got to say instead of instead of falling and losing your health bar it was. Uh, jumping similar concept but the health bar is the part that makes it invincible that's a that's a good tip yeah great question there anthony yes. you stumped both of them on both questions mm. all right this next one is from chris my hero hey digital soup gang jason asked me to try and come up with a question to stump you guys in this next contest so here's a techie related question oh no so the question i have for you guys is who is known as the founder or the father of Android, who then went to go and make his own phone company called The Essential Company. Oh, they created what is called The Essential PH-1 Phone. So the question for you is, who is the person that is the father of Android that then went on to found Essential and put out The Essential PH-1? Good luck, guys. 
No, it's cool. Is we actually, I hear typing. I'm typing you an answer because oh, okay, that's I fine, am then. furious right now because I knew it was the guy that created the essential phone and I cannot <laughs> think of his name. We did cover this one time. And we uh, did. I, that. I don't remember this at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me think for a you second. You can read my answer because Dave's not going to use my answer. No, I can't see your Well, answers. you go ahead and read it, Adam. Tell us what you put. Uh, Orville Redenbacher. You are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say it was. No, I don't know. It was was it John something? No. Uh, and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not playing like I knew it because I did not remember his name it's, either. It's there, and because I put, I remember when I put that story about the essential phone in there, and I just cannot think of. God okay. dang it! Who was? Well, there? I'm going to have to limit the amount of time you can do because we need to get through this episode. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you three more seconds. Uh, <laughs> answer sure. it verbally if you want to. Yeah. Um, nah, it's not John. It's it. Andy? Okay, we'll go with Andy. All right, from uh, Toy Story? No, is, right. I can't think of the last name. I, is Andy right, though, as a first name? I don't know, but I could uh, sure use a Reuben sandwich. Yep. Let, let's go ahead and find out here. All right, Supers, here's my answer for you. The father of Android, the founder of Essential, who which has released the Essential PH1 phone, is, in fact, Andy Rubin. Uh, Hope you guys got it. Bye. You know what? I'm going to have to give Dave a half a point on that bad boy. What oh, do yeah. you think, Adam? He's, yeah, I, he said Andy. Definitely half a point. So I'm trying to keep score. How the heck do I put a half a point in a point hash five. mark system? Point five. Duh, jeez. You don't understand how this works? <laughs> I was using, like, simple hash marks. All oh, right. Hash marks. These are awesome. Yeah. All right. So this next one is uh, from Cody. Hmm? Hey, Cody Goff here from Game Life Balance US. I'm taking a break from reviewing SNES Classic mini games on my podcast to bring you a retro gaming trivia question. But it's not a Super Nintendo question. Sorry. This refers to Pokemon. There's a Pokemon referenced (laughs) as Pokemon 000 on Nintendo's consumer support website, referencing the Pokedex number. So my trivia question is, what does Nintendo's consumer support officially recognize as Pokemon Zero? Pokedex number zero. Which Pokemon is it? Ugh. So my (laughs) official answer, I I, I put in this official answer, no effing clue, because I've never played Pokemon. I'm going to make a wild guess. I don't even know the character's name, but they're going to call the kid the trainer. That's going to be the zero, zero, whatever. All right, the trainer for Dave. What do you got, Adam? Uh, Pikachu's cousin. <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> Snip at you. That's all I got. I don't know. Look don't at know you. Okay. Yeah, all look right, at you. See. That's a good one. Look at you. <laughs> look, look at, at you. you. No, look <laughs> I, thought I thought you said mm, look at you. No, look. never mind. <laughs> oh, no. All right, here, let's go with Cody's answer. False. All right, so here's your answer. Pokemon Zero, according to Nintendo's consumer support website, is actually Missing No. So you maybe have heard of Missing No. It's kind of a, no, we it's a Pokemon that's basically a glitch. It comes up as a bunch of scrambled data. There are a couple different sprites for it. There are a lot of different theories as to where it comes from and how it exists. You can catch a Missing No in Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, and Pokemon Yellow for the original Game Boy. And according to Nintendo's consumer support website, Missing No is a, quote, programming quirk and not a real part of the game, uh. unquote. I remember catching Missing No as a child, and maybe you do too. And apparently that is what Nintendo recognizes as 
Pokemon number zero. Hmm. Anyway, thanks. Listen to Game Life Balance US. Okay, bye. <laughs> Got his <laughs> plug nice. in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, gotta get your you plugs in. Is I, it a glitch or did King Candy do this? Uh, he might have. Hey, I enjoyed that movie. I, I've got to say, um, I'm just pumped that the Gunna Geekers are, are stepping up and doing this for the show, even though Adam and I are both sounding incredibly dumb. But <laughs> Pokemon was just kind of after my time. I never got into it. Yep. Same yeah, here. and I didn't know it either. Um, I, I I have played a few Pokemon games in the past for like five minutes each. I never really got into it. But hey, you know what I'm going to do for We're the learning. next question? I, yeah, well, we are definitely learning something, and it is cool that they're all helping us out here with this. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate it, but I don't know why I'm telling you who it is. They introduced themselves, and I want you to be a little bit surprised of who it is. So uh, uh, from now on, I'm not going to name who's uh, doing the question, all right? Gotcha. So here we go. Next question. Hey, Digital Soup. It's Naki from All Things Good and Nerdy. I have a two-part trivia question for you. The question is... This Stranger Things star was recently put into the dictionary for something. So the question is, who is the Stranger Things star and what were they put into the dictionary for? Oh, I just read this too. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, Dave might be getting a point here, Adam. Uh, it's more than I'll be getting. Oh, <laughs> what the heck was it? Okay, maybe not. He's struggling now. Well, remember, I, I've been putting together our show notes and... Oh, excuses. So I'm reading, like, tons of stuff and I'm trying oh. to remember. Um, it, it's... Barb? I'm just going <laughs> to say Upside Down. No. You know, I still haven't watched that series. I need to I need to watch that sometime. I, was it... Was it... Do I have to type it or you can I just it, say it? Since Adam just said go ahead and say sure. it. That's yeah, fine. Was it, uh, was it Millie Bobby Brown for her use of the word mouth breather? Yeah, uh, her character of I eleven. I couldn't tell you unfortunately because I can't remember the answer. But uh, is Could that be. what you're going to say? Yeah, it might not be right. I'm trying to remember. Okay, Adam, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. All right, let's go to the answer. <laughs> Could it be bitching? Are you guys ready for the answer? The answer is David Harbour, who plays Hopper on oh. uh, Stranger Things. He was put into the Merriam-Webster Dictionary for the term dad bod. He did take it in stride. <laughs> he uh, tweeted back at them, holy hell, Merriam-Webster, the old joke. When you look up blank in the dictionary, you see his face. <laughs> oh, no. And now I am living this joke. It's really <laughs> no. funny. It was reported on The Nerdist on... December 8th of 2017, so it is news, and it was tweeted by Merriam-Webster that it's true. Wow. So, yeah. there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Have a good show, guys. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, nice. That was a good one. That was a good one. I, I yep. remember, as she's saying it, I do remember reading that, and it was just... Um, oh, sure, Dave. No, I, I, I've been... <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I run our Twitter account, so I, I see tons of stuff, and yeah, just too oh, yeah. much info. I couldn't sort it out. All right, now, uh, the way I have these on my uh, soundboard here is I do have them alphabetical. I just let them put it in alphabetically. But this next one, I'm going to save for last. So I'm going to skip on to the next persons. Uh, just, you know, if anybody's fallen and seen that all these names are in alphabetical and wondering <laughs> why I skipped, yeah, well, I'm not skipping it. I'm just moving it. All right, so here we go. All right. Hello, do you recognize this Canadian voice? Okay, no, it's Stephen Jondra here, <laughs> owner of the Gunna Geek Network. First off, 
It's awesome having you on the network. You three are awesome. You make me laugh. I listen as soon as the show comes out. Well, okay, maybe not instantly, but near instantly. So keep up the great work. Here's a question for your quiz. Windows 95 was a revolutionary operating system. I actually remember when my dad first brought this home. He was working in tech, so he got it pretty early, and it was crazy how different it was from Windows 3.1. Well, one of the interesting things that still stands out to me was the inclusion of a couple of songs on the Windows 95 disc. Yes, that's right. There were some actual songs included on the Windows 95 install disc. What was the name of the two songs and music videos, for that matter, included on the Windows 95 install disc? Oh, no. And I thought Adam would get this one. I remember listening and watching those. Yep. But I I got one of them. I'm going to tell you, Jason from the Digital Suit Podcast did get one of them. It was uh, Weezer. Um, okay, um, um, well, you kind of need to type it. Oh, no, I, I'm not going to get any of these. I, okay. I don't remember it at all. I remember, I do um, remember music and music video on there, but I don't. It was it. the 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 Buddy Holly song by Weezer, and you are correct. That's the one I got. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember the other one at all. Rolling was it Rolling Stones? Aerosmith? Rolling Stones? I think. No, was. I think that was probably for seven. Okay. I'm just going to get a goose egg on this whole quiz. Okay. Oh, uh, no. What was that one lady used? I remember you singing her stuff all the time, Jason. But... Oh, no. How are you doing this? No, what's her name? I I think Too many you're things. Getting... Um, yes. Okay. Is she you... Canadian? No. Uh, she she might be. I don't know, but you're so close. It's not the lady that's saying, not Sinead O'Connor. No. Gosh, something similar, something similar. I can picture the song. I'm not aware of too many things. I know what I am. But, uh, brick. Uh, Whoa. Uh, you're getting close. Dude. What's her name? Edie. Edie uh, Brick. Uh, brick. Brickle. Brick. Brickell. Ah, uh, you got it. Woo. Dang. Way to go, I Dave. I don't hopefully know what he wasn't song. Ge- Hopefully he wasn't Googling it there. Yeah, I'm getting killed here. This is embarrassing. Good All job, right, Dave. Let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and listen to the answer here real fast. All right, so the answer of which music videos were included on the Windows 95 install disc are Weezer with their song Buddy Holly and Edie Brickell's Good Times. Yeah, both of those are gems. Maybe the Weezer song a little bit more than Edie Brickell, but uh, either way, both of them will be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. What is what is that song by her? I I don't even know if I remember that one. I only remember the Shallow one that you were seeing. Is that the one? I don't know, and that's all I remember. Is I, I just re- I, I'm positive. I'm surprised you didn't get hers because Before I think that's I what what I am is the song that you're thinking of. Yeah, and I, I I just remember Jason I... used to always run around singing that one or two songs, but I remember one of the first PCs I ever had that those those were there. And yeah, I'm when positive. I found the. The Buddy Holly went on there with the music video. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was probably you that showed me them way back when. But yep. I think uh, Dave definitely got a point for that bad boy. So he's at 1.5. Oh, yeah, yeah 1.5. Let me update the notes here. 
There we go. I got it in the show right notes, too. Well, yeah. Adam, uh, with a big old goose egg still. Nope. Not, very, not very happy with you right now. <laughs> I th- yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next one here. Hello. This is Willie Nelson from the All Things Good and Nerdy Podcast. I have a question for you. Now, Batman Returns was supposed to have Robin originally. But get this. This actor was paid for Batman Returns, and then the next untitled Batman movie was fitted for a Robin suit, but never appeared because they thought Batman Returns already had too much. Name me the actor that was hired to play Robin. Um, it wasn't... Because the one dude... Um, Ended up playing Robin. It wasn't Chris so was O'Donnell. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Well, he ended up playing Robin later in Batman yeah. Forever. This is a person that was hired to play Robin for Batman Returns and a, a future untitled Batman movie, but then decided not to actually have Robin in it. He still got paid for it because he had a contract. Right. Hmm. Gosh. And uh, again, I did not, not know this one. These gonna geek people uh, are stumping us. Uh, I think I knew is, one. This is just embarrassing. <laughs> I, I don't I have think, an answer for this one either. I think I'm just uh, gonna forfeit this one. I yeah, Chris O'Donnell was in there. I'm drawing a blank. Was it a Danny something? I don't know. Devito. Bonaduce. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. Danny Elfman did the score, I think. But yeah, no, it's not that. I, I'm. I'm not sure. I'll probably recognize right, it when give I up? hear it, but yeah, I give up. All right, here we go with the answer. The answer is Marlon Wayans. Oh, I know, right? Whoa. weird. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you started oh. laughing through, but I had to edit that. Let's listen to that one more time. The answer is Marlon Wayans. I know, right? Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Thank that, you, Willie. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no nice idea. I, I mean, I, we might have heard it at one yeah. time in the past, but that's not something that you remembered because it never came to fruition. So. Yeah, I, I do. I, th- I think I remember hearing that at some point. But yeah, all I could think of was Chris O'Donnell, but I knew it wasn't him because he starred later. But All right, so this is the very last one. Uh, so, Adam, uh, I don't know uh, how you're even going to beat Dave because <laughs> it's the very last one. But I saved this one for last, even though it came earlier in the lineup, just because, and, you know, I, I gave him a little bit of uh, uh mess with him a little bit earlier about it, and he said, well, I could re-record it if you want, um, but I said, nope, but it's, it's quite long. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that it's quite long. So let's go ahead and play this one. Awesome. Hey, Digital Supers, this is SP from such GunnaGeek.com network shows like Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Starling Tribune, and Better Podcasting. I've got a little movie trivia question for you. For my question, I'm not throwing you any softballs, I'm not pulling any punches, oh no, 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 no. I'm going to go old school here and diving right in to ask you a question <laughs> that a guy of your age should be able to answer. Oof. Are you guys he, ready for it? Who's here he it comes. To? What is the only movie that Sean Connery and John Wayne both starred in? Yep, that's right. James Bond himself and the Duke, the untouchable and the cowboy. 
the quiet man and Her Majesty's secret servant. <laughs> Combined, the dual Oscar winners list 288 acting credits, but they only appeared in one film together. Which film was it? And bonus points if you can name the film they each won their Academy Awards for. Ooh. Good luck, supers, and we'll see what sort of guy film fans you really are. <laughs> hey, Adam, it's bonus. You could win if you get it all yeah. right. <laughs> Sweet. Well, I know a little bit. Yeah, I don't know the uh, Academy I'm gonna, Award I'm send part. This one. Um... So Adam answered the uh, um, the bonus first. Well, only one, one of, of the I bonuses. Don't know the other one. Yeah. Um, John. Really, Dave? Are you googling this? No, I'm typing in my answers right now. John Wayne. No, but I'm trying to say, how did you get this? Because my I had dad to... was a fan of these things. This is before my time. Oh, but man. I used to have to sit with my dad and grandpa and watch these movies all the time. Uh, for what the heck was the name of that movie? I don't know if that's the name of the movie. Um, Rooster. Brewster's Millions. That's the name. I'm. One flew over um, the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I know they just remade the movie. God, I'm failing here. I don't know this. Sean Connery's Oscar. I don't. I. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought the... it was for Indiana Jones 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I no. love that movie. It was... I, we I named would... the dog Indiana. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but didn't he play King Arthur? Sean Connery? Uh, That's what I, I, I would tell you. I would have guessed. He played something in the Arthurian court, but I, I don't know the Oscar one for sure. Um, I'm trying to... John Wayne's movie one, I know his character name, I think... But I can't think of the name of the movie. Okay. All right. So we just going with what we got here. Yeah, yeah. might as well. All right. So Dave, read what the name of the movie they were both in. Uh, longest day, or was it the the longest day, or longest day? I don't know. Oh, if there's a yeah, one. the the war one. Yep. All right, and Adam did not have a guess on that. Uh, no. So Dave, uh, go ahead and give your guess for the bonus questions. The the Oscar part, I don't. I'm drawing a blank on Sean Connery, which should probably be the one I know more. But and that's John, the one I got. I put Untouchables. Okay. okay, yeah, that would make sense. I don't. I don't know if that's right. I guess I just am drawing a blank. The the John Wayne one, I can't think of the name of the movie, but isn't it the one where his character's name is Rooster Cogburn or Cogborn? They just they just remade it recently with. Um, Within the last couple, two years or so. No, isn't that... Pe you're playing on oh, Penguin's True Grit. there. You're thinking of True, True Grit. True Grit. Yeah, is that the one? For his Oscar? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, let's listen to the answer. Well, Cobblepot, though. That's what you're trying to say? No, not Oswald, not Oswald <laughs> Cobblepot. I was saying Rooster Cogburn. What the Rooster heck are Cogburn. you talking about? Yeah, True That's Grit. the Penguin's real name. Oh. Yeah. Cobblepot. All right, so here comes Chester the answer. Pot. Yeah, just, oh, yeah, greatest movie ever. Now, I do want to say, listeners, and Dave and Adam, why don't you go ahead and sit back for a little bit, put your feet up, maybe grab your favorite drink. Uh, you're in for a ride. Hey, Supers, it's SP again, and I hope you've had fun tickling your brains over this question. It's not as easy as it sounds because the pair were never in a scene together, yet both played significant roles in the film. 
The film that Sean Connery and John Wayne were both in won two Oscars itself in 1963 for Best Cinematography, Black and White, and Best Effect, Special Effects. It was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Art Direction, Set Decoration, Black and White, and Best Film Editing and went on to win six other major industry awards. The film also starred Eddie Albert from the 1974 film The Longest Yard, the TV series Green Acres, and Petticoat Junction. Richard Burton from the film 1984, Richard Beimer from Twin Peaks and West Side Story, Henry Fonda from the films Twelve Angry Men and On Golden Pond, Jeffrey Hunter, who played the original Star Trek USS Enterprise captain, Captain Christopher Pike, Roddy McDowell from the 1980 TV miniseries The Martian Chronicles, Robert <laughs> Mitchum from Bill Murray's Scrooge film, and oh, 132 other acting credits, such as the 1985 TV miniseries North and South, Leslie Phillips, who played the voice of the sorting hat in Harry Potter, and Wilson in the 2001 Laura Croft Tomb Raider film. Oh, when he said Wilson, Robert I Ryan, thought, uh, who Tom played Hanks. Colonel Breed in The so Dirty right. Dozen, George Seagal from The Goldbergs and the film 2012, yeah. and Steven Robert Wagner boy. from Austin Powers and the TV series Heart to Heart. And if you haven't guessed right yet, based on this incredible ensemble cast, the only film that John Wayne and Sean Connery both starred in was the 1962 film The Longest Day. As for the bonus question, if you got John Wayne's Oscar award wrong, your guy card needs to be immediately revoked because, uh -oh. of course, it was the 1970 film True Grit. Yes. I'm guessing Sean Connery's win might have tripped you up, though. But if you got it right, you are truly untouchable since Sean Connery won his only Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for his performance in The Untouchables. Nice. Keep up the great work, supers, and we'll see you around the Guinea Geek. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Wow. <That> was <laughs> Nicely the done, Adam. Yeah. Well, Adam, I just avoided you, you got a, a point. <laughs> yep, you you got a point for the uh, bonus, and Dave got a point for the longest day. I can't give you the, because uh, you just had the... SP gets the point for the longest answer. Yeah. I, I had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is the, the director of SNASA. That was good, though. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to give me a half a point for having the character's name right? For John well, Wayne's Oscar win? He didn't Oscar ask win. you anything about I the know, character. I know, but I couldn't remember. I knew, the, I knew the movie just couldn't come up with the name until Adam reminded me. You know what, Dave? No, I'm not going to let you run up the score. You already won, all right? Okay, fine. You already won. But in my <laughs> All mind, right, I'm so the winner of the, the Digital Soup Quiz Show Gonna Geek Edition is Dave. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of all won. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Some great questions for sure. Thanks, Very Gonna good. Geek. That was a nice quiz. Thanks, guys. And yeah, they all, they all uh, came through so, for me, man. I, for, for the listeners, Dave and I never know when Jason's going to spring this stuff. So <laughs> I know. This is always, it's always fun as soon as that music kicks in. I'm like, yes, it's going to be a long show because we haven't even talked about the main topic yet. And we're at a minute or an hour 12. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get this done. All right, so awesome. Appreciate the uh, game show. Yeah. Um. So as promised at the beginning of the episode, we are going to talk about the geeky gift guide. And so what we've done in the digital suit podcast is we've chosen some gear, some items, some awesome things that we would love to see as gifts. And we have categorized them into a few different categories here. Um, and so just kind of looking through the list, 
uh, who wants to get started? We, we, uh, we've got software and services. We've got cool gear, photo gear, collectibles, some gaming stuff, OJ, Sunny D. Some books. Yep. Your mom. Yep. No. Um, I'll take uh, famous... T- oh, what? No. <laughs> well, so A leather I'll, glove, Trebek. I'm going to jump in with software here really Let's quick. Let's do it. Uh, and w- I'm going to be kind of rapid fire on some of this stuff. Yep. But... Um, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Um, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah. That's a laser. Star Wars lasers. Pepe? He's Star ready Wars for laser. Thursday. So if you've been recording in Audacity for free for a long time, it might be time for you to step up your game and get a real DAW. That stands for Digital Audio Workstation. Duh. And the one that I'm recommending is Reaper. This is something that I use. It's 60 bucks for a license, but it can open up your recording world. So right. this yeah. is a full-blown Digital Audio Workstation, allowing you to take advantage of like VST plugins. Um, everything is high-quality audio through the interface. You can export your stuff into any format. It's just fantastic, and there's tons of tutorials out there. So that's the uh, software I recommend as kind of a cool gift. And I just want to add in there that it is very powerful uh, because I can't use it. It's too complicated. <laughs> yep. My simple mind hey, can't do it. Can yeah, I ask a question? Jason I, I just baby don't... Einstein recording. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I just don't know. I, I'm not sure clear on the difference. So I know you, you use this uh, as an upgrade to Audacity you said and i know jason uses the hindenburg journalist pro software how are these different i mean are they similar but one geared more towards music one towards uh like spoken well hindenburg is is uh, more for just like the editing aspects um i don't think it it doesn't have like a ton of plugins you could do okay okay so reaper is gonna let you do stuff Right out of the box, lets you apply stuff. Yep. Okay, okay. I, I would say Reaper, your editing capabilities are a lot greater than Audacity. Um, right. The the fading, everything you can do on the tracks, including all the uh, the monitoring and the um, the effects, really that you can take advantage of, right. makes it makes it a real stand out against Audacity. Now, Hindenburg, though, specifically geared towards towards vocals. Okay. And like radio and podcasting, those tools are really built around the vocal stuff and it's okay. made it real easy for Jason to edit. Reaper can edit too. I love too. it. Reaper can do you can do anything from full music and multi-tracking to, you know, voice and it, it works pretty well too. Perfect. But, um, for 60 bucks yeah. you can't go wrong. No, exactly. Yeah, 60 bucks is cheap. So, and Dave, you can actually uh, uh just to let everybody know, you can actually try it out for free for I believe 30 days or 60 days too, so you could even see if you want to, you know, shell out the 60 bucks, the shekels. Right. Yep. Reaper.fm. Right. So, Dave, you've got one on here. Yeah, under I'm under software. Just real quick, just Backblaze uh, gift a subscription for that geek in your life or anyone because you know we've talked about it a million times. Backing up is important, and I've used Backblaze myself for years now. Back it up. They've been uh, absolutely rock solid. In fact, just went through a migration to the new PC that we got put together here that Jason uh, did for me, and everything's super simple, super easy to use, and very affordable for unlimited backups. Um, so definitely a, a great way to, you know, kind of a practical gift, you know, not one, it's kind of like getting underwear for Christmas, you know, socks and underwear, they might not be super excited about it, but it's super useful and, uh, something highly recommended. So only I can't take off my back blades and run through the streets. <laughs> yeah. We're streaking uh, through the commons. <laughs> now let's switch over to gear. We've got yeah. some cool and, gear And back blades doesn't have any, uh, you know, street marks. Backblaze, <laughs> wood is on the streets at the fire in here. <laughs> I'm sure you heard it all before, but you never really had it down. Leave it, anybody. We'll lose a file with them. 
Because it's stored in the cloud. <laughs> but then you need a oh, messenger wow. bag. Okay, Backblaze, so, cool we gear. wrote your new jingle. <laughs> so um, switching over to gear. Yeah. The 511, if you're not familiar with the 511 company, they make a lot of tactical gear that's used in law enforcement. Um, anything from boots to jackets, pants, all this stuff. They make really good quality gear. Um, and since we were talking about everyday carry and EDC, yeah, they make a messenger bag um, called the Tactical Rush Messenger Bag. Yeah, this is about a 56 to $60 bag. Um, comes in a few different colors. And it is a really robust um, messenger bag that has all kinds of different compartments, high-quality materials, and um, it's got uh, Velcro on the front so you can kind of customize it with patches or whatever you want to do with it and hang gear off of it. So uh, nice. I added this because it's just a cool, cool-looking bag that is uh, very durable and is great for your everyday carry. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that I added here, waterfo- waterproof phone pouches. Um, mm-hmm. Just little, this is almost stocking stuff, stocking stuff for gift. Yep. But um, even with our our phones being waterproof like they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times these pouches are sealable and you can still, you know, manipulate your phone through them because it'll transfer your t- the touch through, this, through the plastic. Right. And it'll hang around your neck. So if you're going to be doing anything in the outdoors, it's always nice to have one of those. Yep. Absolutely. Jason, what do you got? Well, you know, I didn't have any cool gear. <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I know. Well, we do under the gear section. We've got a uh, you know a handful more. You know, yeah, definitely a lot of stuff there. You know, stuff like the flashlight from Energizer. We talked about a few episodes back. Um, earbuds, Bluetooth wireless earbuds, a, a bunch of stuff. Adam's even got a great condenser mic there if you're looking to record some uh, vocals or acoustic instruments, things like that. Um, I, of course, did have to go throw in a little bit of photo video gear, you know, and, and one, uh, one thing, and you've heard me talk before about the Joby Gorilla pod, the bendy tripod, so I'm not going to go into that. That's on the list. Um, stocking stuffer though, <laughs> stocking stuffer, there is a, uh, something I, I keep, I have multiple ones of these all over in, in all my different camera bags and everywhere. Uh, it's the lens pin pro lens cleaning kit. All they are is a simple little cleaning device one ends a brush to get the larger particles off and the other one is like a it's not felt but it's a real soft material almost like a microfiber in a pen form that you can use to then clean off any like fingerprints or smudges on your lens um, this cleaning kit does come with the uh, rocket air blaster by Giotos, um, which is great just for if you need a blast of air to get those larger particles away from there too so something great for the stocking stuffer and then um one thing I do recommend, something I use a lot in my post-processing workflow is the uh, Rebecca Lilly Premium Color Grading Preset System. Um, uh, just a way to give some great color grading looks to your images. Nice. Now, this is for your uh, Lightroom? And Presets? Photoshop. Okay. Yeah. They got, they got versions for both Lightroom and Photoshop. Very good. Very good. All right. So... Um, under our collectibles division, we've got some pretty cool gear. Um, well, not necessarily gear, but just collectibles and some fun stuff here. One of them is called the night sky. These are custom star maps. And basically you pick the date and you'll get a beautifully printed star map that of what the night sky looked like on that date. So, you know, if you want a map of the stars, when your kid was born, there you go. Um, they're pretty cool looking. Uh, it's the night sky.com. And um, 
they're they're pretty minimalist, but but really nice, you know, like eighteen by twenty four prints. So cool. I think they're pretty nifty. Absolutely. A couple things uh, I had added on here. These are we've got these linked, but they're just kind of um, general searches. Um, found some really cool minimalist superhero like vintage movie posters. Again, just a great way to outfit your man cave. And um, there are a lot of them are these kind of really, well, as I said, minimalistic, but kind of silhouetted with just solid block coloring, really cool design work. And they've got them, you know, everything from your superheroes to. Yeah, they don't look like a regular poster you'd find at Walmart. Or right. Either, yeah. Kind of cool. They're, they are geeky, but they're they're actually. Right. It would make the space look kind of cool. Right. In there, you know, a lot of variety of options to choose from. You're going to find your favorite heroes in here, all, all sorts of different stuff. Another one, which it, I've been on a... Chris Ooh, Farrell Chris? Is Chris there? Is, yeah. <laughs> he he probably does have one. I mean, he is a hero. I want I want a Chris Funko Pop, too. That would be yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Funko Pops are... I, I avoided them for a long time because I was like, these things are stupid. Why would I spend money on it? And then I went a little while back, and I got one because I was buying something else, and it popped up as an add-on. A Ray Finkel pop? No, I, I decided. This <laughs> is out, Dan. You know, the problem with Funko Pops is there's there's pops for everything, so it's like what what do you collect, you know? And so do they got a Trump one? Mm, I don't know about that, but I <laughs> I just picked up because uh, my kids love watching Bob Ross. And uh, we always kind of chill sure. out and relax to that in the evenings. He's dead. I know, but we, we love watching the show. It's it's out on Netflix and stuff and still on PBS. And they actually have a, a couple different varieties of Bob Ross Funkos. So those are going to show up come Christmas time. Um, I myself am collecting the Batman ones right now. There's a handful I, that I want to grab there. But, um, there, I mean, they have pops for everything. So whatever that... Just generic Batman or specific actor Batman? No, these are all the different variations of the Batman collectibles they put out. I mean, right now I've got one, okay. you know, from I mean, different, you know, the, the Batman animated series, the, the different comic runs, the movies. They've got them for everything. So it's a lot of really cool stuff. And I figured I'd just stick with the theme with the Batman there. But no matter what that favorite, you know, geek in your life is into, chances are you're going to find a Funko Pop. That's going to be around something that they like, be it Game of Thrones. I mean, they've got Metallica, you know, uh, rock music, you know, different musicians, um, wrestlers, anything you want. Movies, TV, it doesn't matter. There's Funko Pops for Flow from Progressive? You very likely could probably find one if you looked hard enough. Maybe not (laughs) that, but... I do like their Ron Swanson figure. Oh, I know. I saw that. Oh, they have one? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They actually captured his essence pretty well. Oh, I know. It's it's perfect. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they've got them for awesome anything you can think of. So, all right. Well, now that you guys have rattled on about you know stuff that nobody's even interested in, let's jump <laughs> into gaming. <laughs> Everybody out there has to have a loved one that's into gaming. It's just right. it's a it's a, a phenomenon. It's not a fad. It's a phenomenon. Yeah. It's and uh, passing craze. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't think there's a gamer out there that would be upset with you if you picked them up a PlayStation 4 Pro or an Xbox One X, a Nintendo Switch, or possibly even uh, like a a RetroPie gaming kit. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all awesome. Uh, Of course, uh, you might be into, uh, you know, maybe uh, what is it called? Twitch, maybe recording for Twitch or uh, just doing a YouTube channel. So the Elgato game capture device is awesome, too. Any of those systems, you hook it right into it. I've actually used this exact model to do my uh, 
uh, Retro Pie videos I did. Nice. Uh, it was hmm. you know well the third one where I showed the actual right. demonstration, uh, and it, it works great. Um, so I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the the Viltros Retro Pie Gaming Kit that I have listed on here that is the exact one I purchased and did for the video. Nice. Um, and of course uh, the PlayStation Four Pro, the Xbox One X, and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Adam bought every one of those for his kids this Christmas, so we'll find <laughs> yep. out exactly which one they like best. Right. Well, and yep. don't forget when you're looking at the Xbox, you know, obviously Microsoft is pushing the new One X, but the 1S is still a very viable option playing most of those same games, and you can find some pretty good deals on those right at the moment as well because everything's oh, obviously yeah, focused on the X. But um, one other thing gaming-wise, I mean, we all love getting friends together and everything else and, and just playing you know, games, board games, party games, whatever else, and there's a ton of, um, I, I say adult theme like party games, things like that. I don't mean it in a naughty or dirty sense necessarily. <laughs> Um, although there are lots of those out there that are a lot of fun when you get a group of friends together. But the one I, I put in here looks uh, like a lot of fun. I've actually thought about buying it so we could play this on the show occasionally. Um, it's called Super Fight. And basically what happens is uh, you got your players that get cards in the deck and you argue with your friends over ridiculous fights. So we've all had the, you know, <laughs> when we were kids, like who would win in a fight, Superman or Batman, or who would win in a race, you know, Superman, Superman. or Flash. And this one gives you, you know, you, you get a couple <laughs> cards. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm looking at the picture, and I was, I was getting ahead of you there. I'm going to let you finish. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks for interrupting there yep. with your little guffaw. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, sorry. It's all right. No, it gives you. This game looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it gives you something <laughs> where you basically get a character card and then uh, your powers or weaknesses. And so the example on the box they give is your character is a kindergarten class that breathes fire while wearing a jetpack versus a pirate that's swinging a shark on a chain on a Segway, you know? And so then you've got to, you know, you've got to argue and debate. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so debate over who would like, win. It's very much like um, Cards Against Humanity in its yeah. style. Yeah. But uh, this looks pretty awesome. Totally different topic. But yeah, it looks fun. And there's a ton of these out there. So when you're looking at this, um, you know, just keep that in mind, you know, games like that for your geeky friends, there's a ton of geek themed, superhero themed well, magic, the gathering, Yeah, dude. magic, the gathering is another great example there. So I love that game back in right. the day, man. I played that hardcore right now. Hardcore. <laughs> what, what geek would be complete without getting some books as a gift? Mm-hmm. Geeks don't read. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nerds <We've>, read. <laughs> We've got a geeks bite the heads off of chickens. Yeah, no, that's Aussie. <laughs> Originally, no. they did. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but some of the books, true dad, true dad. <laughs> I'm just going to blast through these quick. But a couple great books we found: Star Wars from a certain point of view. This is a, a pretty a cool book point where they've, of view? yeah, they've taken. Uh, that's the name of the book: Star Wars from a certain point of view. Um, and basically, they've taken um, Star Wars: A New Hope. And they've retold a bunch of short stories from the viewpoints of other characters like Aunt Beru or, you know, different people like that that were in there. But it it reimagines moments from the original film, but through the eyes of supporting characters. So, um, you know, kind of a fun, fun, different take on things. There's a Die Hard Christmas illustrated holiday classic, Um, a really cool if you're into 
retro gaming. Um, it's called the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the N- NES Library, and it's all like the cover art and summaries of all their popular games. Um, oh, sweet. You know, a ton of other ones. I know we've got some fans of maps out here that listen to the Super Friends. And Adam, you had talked about the star maps earlier. There's a book I added to the list called Cinemaps. Basically, it's an atlas of 35. Oh, those are delicious. Awesome. I have them every morning. <laughs> yeah. Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, atlas of, of 35 different awesome movies kind of showing you the maps and where key events take place. And we've got a number of other ones here as well. Um, so be sure and check the list out. Now, who added this bonus to the list? That's a pretty good coffee table book right there. Yeah. You know what I would do is I would make a coffee table oh, book I, of coffee tables. I added the bonus, <laughs> and that was uh, because we had our previous retro episode yeah. in 1985. I found an article on the hottest gifts of Christmas of 1985. Oh, nice. oh that would be interesting. And it actually it it is pretty interesting. Well, that's the year the Ape and Nintendo came out, so that's got to be in there. Uh, it wasn't the hottest gift that year. No, boombox is. Um... Nope, you got a boombox for uh, 80 bucks. And then um, they've got a, a full size VHS camcorder for about thirteen hundred. Yeah, My Little, My Little Pony is very popular. Yep, Barbies <laughs> were still popular. Um, the robot, um, what's the what's this robot called? Oh. Omnibot two thousand. I remember seeing robot. those. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then of course uh, they had these horrific looking vacuum cleaners. Uh, let's see what else they have. A garage, Canister vacuum garage door opener. Well, th- this curlers. is awesome, Adam. Thanks for adding this in. This is this is pretty cool. Look at those pajamas, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is a, you guys, listeners, up. you need to go check this out. Absolutely, because this list is a riot. <laughs> it's pretty boss. Yeah, what is this? I like the hairstyles of oh, yeah. the women in the... the bold spirit outfits. Yeah, <laughs> the communicator There's electronic a... typewriter with keyboard oh. correction. You see this VHS v- VCR? Yeah, only three hundred and eighty nine dollars, dude. <laughs> 10 function wireless infrared remote lets you sit back and enjoy it all from the comfort of your easy chair right. for $15 monthly. Oh man, that is pretty awesome. They've got a typewriter for 136, <laughs> a microwave, like one of the kinds that are wooden on the outside, 259 Yeah, an old bucks. wooden paneled. You know the uh the kids pajamas are pretty reasonably priced at 4.99 a piece. Mhm. Sherbet colored sleeping bags. Oh man. It's so, just great because looking at some of this stuff, I'm going. I remember, yeah, people having all this stuff. Exactly. Awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the spot here. Um, we've just went through and kind of blasted through this list of you know some great ideas for the the favorite ge- uh, geek in your life for for the holidays here. What do you guys have? And anything on your own personal wish list um, that you're hoping Santa brings for you this year? Oh, well, man. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would like yeah. to have the Raspberry Pi 3. Yeah? Yep. The, they're the, cheap, dude. The retro gaming, uh, retro Pi one, uh, the, the Viltros no, just one? A, just, just a regular, regular standard vanilla Raspberry Pi. There's a lot of things I'd like to be able You're going to make with. a Furlex, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not the name, Dave. Say the proper name. Not. We're not going to say the proper name. No, no I, my stuff is mostly the stuff that I would be interested in is mostly non-geek stuff. I am really in need of some some tools and yeah stuff like that. So true, the true. only real Nothing geeky thing on that. my list is Raspberry Pi, maybe a well, mic. You're stand. the biggest tool I know. So you should be all set. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dave's bigger than me. <laughs> only in height. No, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Well, I probably weigh more than you too, but 
I doubt it. I clock in. Uh, at did like, Dave just do a fat joke? I, I clock in at like two hundred and thirty bu- two hundred thirty bucks, two hundred thirty pounds or so. Yeah, Dave's I, got bigger you. than me, I only wait. in height. Adam, you gonna let him do that? <laughs> Yes, he just it's true. called you fat. No, I, I am. <laughs> oh wow! Have you seen me? Oh. I've got ten pounds on Dave. <laughs> I got ten, and pounds. I've got about what five inches on you. I I lose no, ten pounds just much. taking a healthy dump. <laughs> That's <bet> you do. <laughs> pleasant. All right, so we were going to talk about greatest holiday recipes. Then no, Jason, what was on? <laughs> yeah, what was on your list there? My chocolate balls are great. <laughs> I only had salty. one thing on my list, and and and, and I know I'm probably going to get it salty. because that's just the way our, we work in this uh, family here. But uh, I really, really want the new Nintendo 2DS XL. Why not to replace just a my old DSi XL? Because I'm, I just. You know, I have all these game systems. I even have my RetroPie, but it's just like I don't sit at the TV. So, you know, I like to game, so most of the time I game on my phone. Yeah. Well, I you know, I I do have my DSi which I do play that, but that's, you know, the original DS games. Just too I want me some 3DS it's games. Just too bad the but Switch not in isn't 3DS. Too bad the Switch isn't portable. I understand that, but it's a lot more expensive. It's over double the price. Well, it's a wish right, list, guys. man. But no, we're good. Yeah. Oh, it's a sense. wish list. I want the Xbox One X One X X X One. X O X O. Yep. I just X-O-X-O. want world X-O-X-O. peace. X. Hey, Actually, uh, X O isn't that a rank in the military? I don't know. Uh, it is. So, um, I think it's time for a little bit of Gunna Geek and then a little garnish, and then we're gonna call it. Yeah, yeah, we're getting long here today again, but that's all right. It's always always a good episode when we get a game show in there. So um, this week, as you guys heard earlier in the game show, we are a proud member of the Gunna Geek Podcast Network, which you can find over at GunnaGeek.com. Um, this week, we want to talk about one of the great shows on there uh, called the Starling Tribune. Now, the Starling Tribune reporter, Stargate pioneer, Chris, who's my hero, and Michelle review the fifth <laughs> episode of Arrow Season 6 called Deathstroke Returns. Episode highlights include... I don't even want to read this because I haven't seen it. It's going to spoil it for me. Um, episode highlights include <laughs> the uh, anticlimactic nature of the vigilante reveal, Chris fanboying out over Deathstroke's return in fights, Michelle creates the Deathstroke Kid drinking game, Michelle's mom's FBI investigation analysis, just where was Deputy Mayor Quentin Lance, and Starling Tribune speaks out about the recent Andrew Kreisberg sexual harassment allegations. So, jam-packed episode. Make sure you're caught up before you listen to it because it will absolutely dissect and spoil that episode. But check them out, Starling Tribune. And make sure you're caught up before you read the promo. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I think I'm all right. I, I knew roughly that, that Deathstroke was coming back and some other things. So we're good. But uh, Starling Tribune over at GunnaGeek.com. So... For the Weekly Garnish, I know Adam's got a... Weekly Garnish. Nice. Now, what we wanted to do, first off, just make sure for you guys, um, we want to really plug the Digital Soup Geeky <laughs> Gift Guide. And uh, let you guys... Purpose, actually. What's that? 
Uh, he yawned again oh, like he always does. I didn't even hear it. Yeah, so I was talking right over him. <laughs> anyway, no, go on. No, but make sure, listeners, super friends, go head over to digitalsuppodcast.com and check the show notes for this episode number 52. And uh, check out the rest of the Geeky Gift Guide. Just a heads up, we do have links to anything that... Uh, we could, that is uh, Amazon-specific for you as well, because if you decide to purchase it, we would absolutely appreciate you doing so by using the links. It doesn't cost you anything more. It's just your regular shopping, but it does help keep the Digital Soup Podcast lights on. So absolutely, if you want to help us out, do your shopping right through there. But also a reminder to make sure and get your entries in. Time is running out on our big Windscribe giveaway that we talked about at the top of the show. So we want to see what your everyday carry is, and we want to give away two subscriptions for the Windscribe VPN service. Now, the main bit of garnish I have for this week is, did you guys see the news about the new X-Men Dark Phoenix movie that's coming? Oh, yeah. This looks Dark pretty fantastic. Phonix. 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 Yes. Hooked on phonics didn't work for Phoenix. <laughs> no, I, I've got a link here in the show notes for you guys. If you haven't seen it, um, it's to the Entertainment Weekly website in which they have a story uh, that's exclusive to them at the time showing a first look at the new Dark Phoenix movie that will be coming in 2018 um, with a bunch of pretty awesome looking images of Jean Grey played by Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones fame as well. And you get to see her all on fire, burning up as the phoenix. So some really, really cool imagery and looks. The, it looks like this movie is going to be pretty stellar. So, um, And there's going to be a Wolverine uh, little cameo. Uh, is there? I hadn't heard that. Uh, I'm just predicting it. Uh, it could be, but I don't know. Jack <laughs> Bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see if it works out well, for him. He, The reason why I'm saying it is because uh, he officially said that there will be no more Wolverine, uh, you know, main things but he said wolverine might show up here or there yeah so i'm gonna take that as he's gonna be doing cameos in any future x-men movie i it hope could. deadpool shows up yeah it, it could but you know what else they said with this possible new disney deal that's going on with fox there's a chance that hugh jackman that was one of the things he said that would be the only thing that could get him back to, to playing wolverine is if he got to play in a movie and start a movie alongside the avengers and everything else I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's best if if Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, as great as he was, hangs it up and passes that torch on to a new generation because uh, you know it's going to get to a point where he's going to be just too old to to play that role. And I think Logan. Well, how are you going to pass it off to a new generation? He, an X Men first class, he looked the same age. I know, when but he was in the bar. But in Logan, <laughs> in Logan, they wrap up his story so perfectly. I'd hate to see them kind of retcon things and start saying oh now he's young again doing this and doing that and I, I i'd like it to stay as much as i love hugh jackman as wolverine i'd love it to love it to end with logan the way that movie went so but dark phoenix looks pretty fantastic so far so keep an eye out for it guys looking forward to it um so it's that time of the the podcast where we have to say goodbye and we got through a lot of topics you might want to go back and listen to this one twice because it was so cool um, I would recommend even. at least three times. <laughs> so if you guys are, uh, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from all of our listeners, and we'd love to have uh, have you guys follow us and interact with us on social media. So if you could uh, hit us up at digitalsouppodcast dot com, you will find there 
all the links to all of our stuff, whether it's social media, whether it's the Winscribe giveaway contest. We've got our form there. Um, subscribing to us. Make sure you like us on uh, on Facebook and hit us up on iTunes and uh, leave us a review if you wouldn't be uh, so kind. And uh, from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, we sure appreciate you. And I uh, hope we found the uh, our gift guide useful. If not, uh, you know, I care less. <laughs> so we'll catch you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So just to let everybody know, we are interviewing for a third month. Um, get your uh, uh, your applications into Jason at digitalsuitpodcast.com, a little sample of what you sound like. And uh, we'll have uh, Adam train the new person, and then we'll fire him. Yep. Must be able no, to play just... bass. No. I am totally just kidding, guys. We, we do hope that you found some some value out of here, and we would love to hear what kind of uh, items will be on your list as well. Right. So make sure you check us out at digitalsuitpodcast.com. I am kidding. I do care. I care so hard. Okay. So um, <laughs> you guys have a good week. We'll catch you later. <laughs> later, Gators. Later, guys. And just remember. Chris Hero Farrell. Oh, Farrell. man. Now he is end blocking us. <laughs> you know what? Oh, man. You know what? Chris Farrell, he's such a hero. That's why we're hashtagging Chris Hero Farrell that he once won the World Series of Poker yep. using Pokemon cards. Have a good week, guys. <laughs> Later, Gator. I already said it. I don't care. I'm I don't saying it. Yeah. Oh, you say it. Oh, no, you say it.